It's the 8 for 52 podcast. G'day, Bushy here, and you might have noticed that uh, missing from the bit before I said G'day, Bushy was, hi, I'm Bodders. He's not here this week. He's out. He's been benched. He's been sin-binned. He has been given a one-match suspension by the International Cricket Council for insulting them last week in the podcast. He'll be back for episode 11, so I'm flying solo. This is episode 10 of the 8 for 52 be sure to DM us on Insta or send us an email, podcast852 at iCloud.com. We have a big show in store. My story this week, it's the disruptor-in-chief, Jason Loy. We're also going to check out the ins and outs, the outs and ends, Sky Plaza Road. Uh, where have the listeners been coming from this week, Bushy? Well, glad you asked, Bushy. We're going to check in in India. we got listeners all over India, and I'm going to now butcher some uh, Indian city names. Raigar, Bhubaneswar, Thani, Bengaluru, Dugapur, Chennai, and Tiswadi. Thank you to all the listeners in India. Keep listening and ask your friends to tune in as well. Find out all about what's happening in cricket in Hong Kong. This is the 8 for 52 podcast with Bodders and Bushy. Although there's no Bodders, therefore there's no banter, therefore it's going to be a pretty quick one. On with the show. It's time for Outs and Ends. A full wrap of senior cricket games in Hong Kong from last weekend. Here's Bodders. There is no Bodders, you silly voiceover man. It's Outs and Ends. Seven games last weekend here in Hong Kong. We're going to run through them all. Saturday, Division 2, USRC Tigers versus the SCC Lancers. Out at GDB, Lancers undefeated. Both Bodders and I picked them to win. USRC Tigers batted first with all four top batters getting a start. An unbeaten 59 of just 36 deliveries from Hamad Muhammad Khan. And a 52 off just 35 for Vishal Mehta set up a total score of 227 for 7. The Lancers were rolled for just 120. Rajiv Devakran top scoring with 39. Asif Jahangar a brilliant 6 for 22 off 6.1 overs. The pick of the bowlers, of course he was. He took more than half the wickets. USRC Tigers, another win for them and they continue to move up the table. We'll check the table shortly, but first the batting and bowling leaderboards. The batting leaderboard in Saturday Div 2. Yakzan Rajan from HKU sits atop with 200 runs and an average of 100 from his three games. Hamad Mohamed Khan with that score just this weekend. USRC Tigers, he's on 188 runs at 94. And in third, Hamza Jawad from the KCC Saracens. He sits on 170 runs at an average of 56.67. To the bowling leaderboard, Asad Asfak from the SCC Lancers is top. He's taken 10 wickets, a best for a four for 14. In second, Ramakrishna Saranga from Little Saiwan Leaders. Nine wickets for him, the best of three for 12. And in third, Hasnan Kiani from the Saracens. He's got nine wickets as well and the best of five for 27. To the table! And USRC Tigers with that win are now top of the table with seven points. Lancers stay on six points but now are in second. Also on six points just behind our net run rate. The Little Saiwan leaders on five points. We've got HKU and Hong Kong Cricket Club Witherers on four points. All by their lonesome India Club Suriyas on three points. The Centaurs and Kaitak and Laguna Gully on two points. KCC Saracens and Little Saiwan Thunder. And yet to register a win from their four games, it is CCC Hung C. To Saturday Division 1. This first game... 
absolute madness. CCC Jingsung versus KCC Crusaders at KCC. An amazingly low-scoring game of cricket for KCC. CCC Jingsung bat first and a very well-made 50 from Anton Bunton was the top score. Only two other batters into double figures and Jingsung are all out for a poultry 115. A seemingly easy chase for the Crusaders looking for their first win and not just looking for their first one win, needing their first win as they've got a huge game coming up, which we'll check out in the ins and outs coming up this weekend, the home derby at KCC. Well, they made hard work of it, needing 116 to win. Samad Khan with 53 top scored, but when he was out, it was then 80 for 6, 86 for 7, 88 for 8. Saga Modi tried very hard, and just when it looked like he'd get his team over the line, he was the ninth out for 24, and the score on 113. Needing three runs for victory into the final over and the scores were tied after a single was taken. Then Matt Chappell dismissed LBW off the third last ball and the match ends in a tie. Our first tie here in Hong Kong for the 2023-24 season. Also in Div 1, the USRC Lions and the HKCC Nomads played off up the hill. And the Lions were first with the bat and had a wonderful 66 off 51 balls from Zakir Hyatt. Jagjit Singh supported him very well with 35 and the Lions post 209 for 9 off their 35 overs. Matt Rosley got the Nomads off to a very good start with a solid 52 but wickets kept falling at regular intervals and although they batted out the entire 35, they could only muster 180 for 7 and go down by 29 runs. Off to Mission Road at Ting Kwong Road Recreation Ground. It was the little Saiwan Sky Warriors versus Lama Cricket Club. I picked Lama. Uh, bots pick Sky Warriors and Little Saiwan Sky Warriors batted first and opener Pranav Shah a great knock of 83 off 65 balls 12 fours and three sixes Khan Bajatia also getting a half century 50 exactly Sky Warriors bowl all out for 186 in the 34th Mark Stone for Lama with the gloves he took a fifer five catches uh, behind the stumps, top effort there. Lama made a run at the total with Andrew McIntosh. Top scoring with 36. Four others getting into the 20s, but no one could go on with it. And that was costly for Lama as they finished 13 runs short on 173 for 9. To the Saturday Division 1 batting leaderboard. And on the top, Samad Khan from KCC Crusaders. Two games, he scored 141 at 70.5. In second place, Mahmoud Akil from the Punjab Lions. He's scored 95 from three games, two innings, one not out, 47.5 average. And in third place, Anton Bunsen from Kraganauer Jingsung. Scored that 50. And now he's up to 94 in total at an average of 31.33. Bowling leaderboard. Top is Ahmad Zishan from Pakistan Association Cricket Club Rising Stars. He's taken six wickets with a best of five for 17. Asad Nawaz Khan from Hong Kong Cricket Club Gap Ramblers, also six wickets, uh, best of three for 39. And in third place with also six wickets, Khan Mossan from Punjab Lions. He's got a best of two for seven. To the table, and atop the table is the Hong Kong Cricket Club Gap Ramblers on six points. In second on five, it's USRC Lions. Third place, four points to Charlie Bears. Then it's the Yodders, Tartars, uh, Punjab Lions, the Hong Kong Cricket Club Nomads, Lama, Diaskwa Little So on Sky Warriors, and Pakistan Association Cricket Club Rising Stars, all on three points. 
Then you got the Crusaders and the Jin Sung from Craig Ngawa at the bottom on two points because, you know, they went and had a tie. On to Sunday, Division 2, and it was the Optimus versus the Knights up the hill at Hong Kong Cricket Club. A uh, little so one Knights having struggled so far this year with only one win. Optimus themselves struggling with only the one win. Knights batted first. Opener Bodhi Gua, clearly the top scorer with 47. A couple of interesting points in the innings. Two golden ducks, both LBW to Akash Shah. And one diamond duck run out. Akash Shah. It was the Shah show. Akash Shah took four for 27 in the end off 7.1. And the Knights were all out for 110 an easy chase for the Optimus, but they made a little bit of hard work for it, getting home relatively comfortably in the end. They can thank Salhal Malverka, who came out at number six when the team was 26 for four. He and the Iceman, Chandramani, took it to 66 for six and on to victory. Malverka finished with 57 not out. Now, at the podcast, we have not heard of Malvernka before, a little Google stalking is thinking it's a young economics graduate from Coventry University in the UK who played his cricket with Staffordshire. We think that is correct, but if we're wrong, Sahal, give us a shout out and correct us. Send us an email, podcast852 at iCloud.com. Anyway, welcome to the A52 podcast, Sahal. Let's check the batting and bowling uh, leaderboards now, and there's no change in the batting leaderboard. The Dragons, Jason Lloyd, sits atop at an average of 99. He's got 396 runs in his five innings. Mo Khan, he scored 300 at an average of 150 from two innings. And Ben Zenvol from the Wanderers, he scored 224 at 74.76. Bowling, there has been a change. Still at the top, though, Arthur Choi from the CHK Dragons. He's taken 12 wickets. In second place, Tiff Fires from the Little Saiwan Diamonds Knights. He's taken 10 wickets now with the best of 4 for 35. And in third place, Parasprit Singh from Little Saiwan Knights as well. He's taken 9 wickets with the best of 4 for 24. To the Sunday Elite Division 2 table. And on the top, it's Hong Kong Cricket Club Wanderers. They've played 5, 9 points in total. They're way out in front. In second place, the Lions also played 5. They're on 5 points. On 4 points, it's the Infidels and the Optimists. And, yeah, just on two points right at the bottom, Little Saiwan Knights. And, sorry, Knights, and then below them, the Cricket Hong Kong Dragons. Also on two points, the Disruptors looking to move up the table when they next play. Sunday Division 1, USRC Vagabonds versus Pakistan Cricket Club Elite over at Mission Road. Uh, Only two games for the promoted Vagabonds so far with a loss and a washout. Currently sitting bottom. Early days, though. PACC batted first and plenty of starts, but no one going on with it. Edisham 30, Haseeb Muhammad 30, Esa Nawaz and Mahmoud Akil into the 20s. But all of that got them over 200 and being bowled out in the last over for 203. Unfortunately for the Vagabonds, they didn't really compete. Open Asada top score with just 18 and they were rolled for just 100. Esa Nawaz, four wickets, good win for PACC without some of their internationals and they're up to seven points after six games. This is actually quite ridiculous comp due to the international absences and match scheduling. PACC have played six while the Scorpions have still only played two and keep getting their games rescheduled. Anyway, on to the other game. Templars versus Little Saiwan. JKN at KCC. I called this one and a very tight match it was too. A seriously depleted Templars outfit, but the match wasn't rescheduled. LSW also under strength with no SR Khan. Little Saiwan fought their way to 174 Ibrahim Muhammad, a lovely 76, the backbone of the innings. 
For the Templars, Sonny Bimsari injured himself in the field and actually went off for a lot of the fielding time. Came back on so he could bat. Went out there, opened the batting, managed two balls. He hit a four, and then he collapsed. Had to go off. He was out for 99% of the batting innings. Daniel Bakari was dropped on zero, then went on to make 52. And if they'd taken that catch, little Saiwan would have had this one in the bag for sure. Jay Davidson, the skipper, should have been run out on zero, and he went on to make a crucial 48. Templars get home in the last over, which is great for them without a string of stars. This one got away from little Saiwan, and honestly, they should have won it. Special credit to Moneda and Suyash Saksaria, who Saksaria played his first game ever in Hong Kong. The captain, Moneda, had an absolute, had the ball on a string, 10 overs, two for 13 and at the other end he was helped out by his new guy Sexaria who bowled 10 overs none for 11 the two of them bowled 20 overs two for 24 superb in a losing team let's have a look at the batting and bowling leaderboards for the batting Kinchichar's on top for Div 1 Sunday Elite he's just batted once and scored 128 Azaz Khan who's over in Nepal he's only batted once two for 110 and in third place Wakas Khan two innings uh, 105 runs and an average of 52.5. Bowling League Jones, just the one game for the Scorpions. He took a six for that game, so he's easy on top. Uh, in second, Esan Nawaz, also taken six wickets, but he did it over three games with a best of four for 26. And in third place, also on six wickets, Mohamed Shoab from Pakistan Elite. Uh, his best three for 37. To the table, the Templars grinding that win out, stay atop the table. Played five, two wins, three washouts, seven points. But tied with them now, Pakistan Elite played six. Two wins, a loss, and three washouts for their seven points. USRC Elite are on five points in third place. Uh, the Scorpions, just to play the two games so far, had one win, one washout, three points. And also Little So won on three points, but they've played five already. And just at the bottom, the newly promoted team, USRC Vagabonds, played three games. Uh, two losses, one washout for one point. So there you have it. That's the arts and ends for episode 10. It's time for ins and outs with all the weekend senior games covered. Here's Botters. Still no Botters, silly voiceover child. Ins and outs time. We've got all two, four, six, eight games this weekend here in Hong Kong. Got to be huge. We've got six Saturday games, two Sunday games. We'll start with the first one. It's the Yodders versus the Little Saiwan Sky Warriors. Uh, Botters has Yodders to win that one. I think the Sky Warriors, after their win over Lama, might get up. So I'll go for Sky Warriors. Uh, we've also got the Gap Ramblers versus the Pack Rising Stars. The Rising Stars have been playing well lately, but I'm going for the Gap Ramblers, as is Botters. Little Saiwan Thunder versus Hung Si. Hung Si for Botters. Uh, yes, I'll go for Hung Si as well. Suryas versus Kai Tak. I might give the India Club a, a choose there. And Botters has gone for Kai Tak. HKU are playing Laguna Gully. Botters has got HKU in that game. I'll go the same. And a huge derby at Kowloon Cricket Club this weekend. Massive, massive, massive. I'm actually going to go call that because I don't have a game to call on Sunday. I've got a Sunday off. How exciting. Tartars versus the Crusaders. Like usual, Botters has gone for the Crusaders. And like usual, I will pick the Tartars in Sunday. Little So One, JKN coming off that narrow loss to the Templars. will take on 
and Cellar Dwellers USRC Vagabonds. Uh, a little so one to win that one. Bodders has got Vagabonds. Bold. And Pack Elite versus the Scorpions. We finally get to see the Scorpions play a game. Um, actually, Bodders has gone for Pakistan Association Cricket Club. I'm actually going to... Ooh, I see. It's the Scorpions minus half of the Hong Kong men's cricket team. But they then have a heap of backup as well. I might just pick the Scorpions just to be different. There you have it. That's the ins and outs this weekend. Cricket all around Hong Kong. you got games at Tinkwong Road and HKCC on Saturday. Also, PKVR Park, Camp Tin, Gin Drinkers Bay and Kowloon Cricket Club. And then on Sunday at Mission Road and also up the hill at HKCC. If you're floating about, got nothing better to do, go watch a game of cricket. We love it here in Hong Kong. That's the ins and outs. It's time for my story, where the elites of cricket in Hong Kong tell us their story. Yes, it's time for my story, where we get the superstars of cricket Hong Kong players. We find out about their backstory, how they're going and their future. And this week, it's the disruptor-in-chief himself, the captain of the CHK Dragons. It's Jason Lloyd. Jason, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Now, we'll start with the elephant in the room. The pronunciation of Loy. Now, you know the 8 for 52 podcast is hosted by two crusty old guilos <laughs> who, uh, when they're not butchering South Asian names, are murdering Chinese names. Jason Loy, am I saying that even remotely correctly? I'd say that's 100% correct. That's, I'm very impressed by the pronunciation. Well, I've got a little secret to tell you. Uh, before we, I called the game, which we'll talk about later with you playing, I was calling a women's T20 game and an injured Hong Kong China women's captain Kyrie Chan was scoring next to me and Haley Loy went out to bat and I asked Kyrie. How no, do you pronounce no, no relation by the way. No relation. But I asked how do you pronounce that name and she taught me. So I learnt from the best even if I wasn't learning cricket by the best. So Kyrie, thank you so much. We've got the name right. Now we'll get on to the podcast. Like I say this segment used to be called past present and future but that was a stupid name so we now call it the my story so we're going to start way back at the beginning where were you born jason i was actually born in the u.s in uh, san francisco ah so how long were you in san francisco for only only just a month actually i was pretty much moved back just after i was born so straight back to hong kong so yep. no cricket in the u.s <coughs> Not that one month that you've been playing so you've been in hong kong for the next three decades where did you go to school here in hong kong I went to the ESF schools, like one of your previous guests, Jamie Atkinson. So I went to Bradbury for primary school and then on to the island school and for was secondary. There, was there cricket at junior and um, high school level at um, those schools? Uh, there wasn't in primary, but um, yeah, we did have a junior schools team and a senior schools team in, in secondary school. And is that where you started getting into cricket or were you into cricket before <coughs> the, the school? So actually, I came from a... I always played lots of sports growing up. Uh, tennis was my, my main sport. Uh, and then I played football, soccer on a Saturday morning and rugby on a Sunday morning. Never thought I'd be playing cricket uh, 15 years later. But um, a few of my classmates were into cricket. I sort of always ignored them. And then my, my parents became members of the Hong Kong Cricket Club. And I was playing tennis there. And my coach was one Mark Kratzman, who played Davis Cup for Australia and ended up playing for, for Hong Kong as well in, in cricket, in the Sixers. And the, and one of my good friends was uh, one Mark Chapman, who's playing for New Zealand over in India at the moment. Uh, so in my tennis class, it was Kratzy, Chappie, 
few of my other mates was always in my ear. They were like, you should, you should try cricket. So went to my first session, first gapper session. Um, must have been when I was 13 or 14. This was 2007. Um, had zero technique, but had the hand-eye coordination to, um, I guess, give it a slog, and that's what I'm still doing to this well, I day. Was, I was going to ask about your parents. Like most, I'm, I'm being very general here, but most parents in Hong Kong, especially of Chinese ethnicity, don't even know what cricket is. But your parents, obviously, you said they were members. Were they members up there because they're cricket fans, or was it more the the tennis and soccer side? I think it was more the the tennis and just the facilities and being a close proximity to to where we live and. Yeah, and that's that's how we joined the club. And then you were at Gappers. So did you play any seasons <coughs> as uh, for Hong Kong Cricket Club? Yep. So I think I played one game in the under-14s maybe and then played all, all the age groups growing up um, through under-15s, 17s, 19s. Uh, all, all, yeah, all the way through for, for HKCC. And when did you join the Cricket Hong Kong Dragons then, which, as we've said, is a team made up of those of Chinese ethnicity. So were you playing for both teams at the time or did you switch from HKCC to Cricket Hong Kong? So actually, the Dragons didn't come along till, till much later. So growing up, besides playing junior cricket, I was playing for, for Centaurs in the, the Satya League and for the Optimists in, in the Sunday League. So in 2011, started playing for Hung Si just before I went to went off to university, and then played one year of university cricket. Uh, didn't particularly enjoy it actually at, at the time, so I had a couple of years off from cricket. And then in 2016, my my good mate Siegfried Wai, the former Dragons captain, just asked if I wanted to play for the Dragons. It was a match over Easter. Uh, I was like, sure, why not? I've not played for a long time, so I don't have. Too high expectations. So this is post-university. Post-university. This is um, so, so 2016. You went, you went to the UK being a cricket player and didn't play any cricket. Played the home of cricket. Played played one season and ended up playing tennis. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we won't we won't get into that one. Uh, yep. So came back, uh, played my first Dragons game, scored a scored a 50, and then I'd say the the rest is history. So the Dragons team is a special team. We've mentioned already. Uh, how do you find it? Do you, do you find it as a, a a positive thing for the the leagues in Hong Kong, or is it, there any difficulties, any positives for the Dragons? Oh, ab- absolutely! I, I think the Dragons is great, which is why I'm still playing for them eight seasons later. Uh, I mean, thanks to Cricket Hong Kong for you know allowing us to to play in the Sunday League. I think it it shows the Chinese cricket community where you, where you can get to. So right now it's the I guess we see it as the the, the pinnacle. We've got. We've got Hung Si in the Sati League, and then we've got three teams in the, in the Challenge League. Now, pre-pandemic, you also played internationally for the Cricket Hong Kong Dragons against the likes of China, South Korea, Japan, including a tour to Japan in 2016. How was all that? Oh, that, that, that was great. Um, we thoroughly enjoyed it. That was the, the East, East Asia Cup. So we, the 2016 edition was in, in Japan, and then we actually had the 2018 edition in, in Hong Kong where we, where we came runners-up to Japan. Uh, have you heard if there's going to be any more Dragons international games uh, post-pandemic? I know there's everything going on. I certainly hope so, but un- unfortunately what I've been told is because of the T20i status, now Japan, China, Korea, these teams all have international status, whereas we, we don't. So if we do play, it would m- probably be more, more t- touring matches. We just touched on Siegfried Wein. In the 2023 season... Siegfried has transferred to, I think it's the Optimists, is it? Up at HKCC, Correct. leaving you to be the captain. Not leaving, but you becoming the captain 
how has the adjustment been? You're now leading the Dragons after playing eight seasons with them. Oh, Siggy's done an excellent job taking over the Dragons' captaincy over the last two, three seasons. It was a um, thing we were going through a bit of transition when it, when he took over. Uh, so he did a lot on on and off the field. I think um, not the easiest job, I'd, I'd say. And um, I'm just hoping to, to carry on and build on the work that he's done. Yeah, well, so far this season under your captaincy, the Dragons are doing really well. And they're in Sunday Elite Division 2. It's a tough competition. <laughs> and you've got, I think, two wins. One win on the board already. And so many close games. Uh, are you feeling like you're... Well, we've been calling you the disruptors on the uh, podcast because you literally, you're going out to play. We can't pick what's going to happen. And you saw that, and we'll talk about it shortly, about the Infidels game. Now, are you feeling like the team is on the up? I, I, think, I think so. I mean, from you've seen the scores this season where we're starting to put the runs on the board, and which, which, we, ha- which we struggled in the past. So I think um, hopefully teams won't be taking us as lightly going forward. What has changed? Why, why is... Why has the Dragons this season gone from easy beats to disruptors, do you feel? I think it's just confidence and, and, and mentality. We've, we've got a couple of guys who are fairly new to the setup, who are a bit more settled playing some Sunday cricket now. Um, a, few, a few of them, having not even played Saturday cricket before, have come straight from, from Challenge League. So I think having had a bit more experience now, guys are a bit more calm. And, you know, we're just trying to show what we can do. Last week, for Sunday Elite Division 2, you're topping the batting and Henry is in second in the bowling and Arthur is leading the bowling. So are leading all tables and almost uh, getting wins on the board. Is, is there any change? Like uh, the other thing I want to point on, uh, touch on now is um, you don't have a coach. Is that right? I've heard that on the, on, on the you guys are basically coaching yourselves. Uh, we don't offic- uh, We don't have an official coach at the moment, but we've had uh, several past Hong Kong players that have come in to help us, such as the likes of Najib Amar, Avzar, Avzar Heder. Um, they've sort of come in and out to help help us. Well, that's pretty cool. That's not just one coach. You've got all major <laughs> ex-coaches of Hong Kong. Well, we're through. hoping to secure, secure Najib going forward. Okay, so... Now, now, now that he's back in Hong Kong. And that's... Is, is that an exclusive for the podcast? Is it going to happen soon, do you think? We'll find out. Ah, very, very cagey. Now, we were just touched on the tables, and we're going to touch on you, yourself. The current form that Jason Loy is in, five knocks, one not out, 396 runs at 99. What's that all about? Not too, not too sure, to be, to be honest. Um, I don't know. I think it must be the, must be the captaincy just trying to take a bit more responsibility well that's interesting because a lot of times when people are thrusted into the captaincy other parts of their game fall apart but watching you keep it was the flawless uh, the game that I called and then you went on and we're going to talk about it now scored 172 now that game you played against the drag uh, the infidels at KCC well let's run through that you came to the crease when the dragons were two for three needing 400 for victory I mean that's <laughs> two runs for three wickets as captain and as the bloke coming out to bat when the team's at two for three, what was going through your mind? Probably the same thing that was going through everyone else's mind. Um, just trying my best to get ourselves out, out of that hole, I guess. And out of that hole you did. You scored 172. You're out there for 161 minutes. Infidels thought this game was going to be over in 10 overs. And then you went out there and smashed your highest score of the, of the day, Henry Sue helping you out as well 
that must have been confidence building. You guys didn't get close to the 400 mark. But how was that? Did the team go out of that going, oh, we capitulated, then fought back? Or no, my God, this is us, we can fight. I think absolutely. I think Henry did a fantastic job. He, he stuck it out with that, out there with me for over 40 overs. I think we had a 200-run partnership. So um, huge credit to him. After bowling 10 overs for 30 runs, I think three, three for 34, I think I believe it was figures. Yeah, we just wanted to show some fight out there and not, you know, collapse from, I think Bodder said last week, he was thinking it could be a 18 or 20 all out. Well, previous CHK Dragons teams, that would have been on the cards, absolutely. And then all of a sudden, you guys scored over 250, was it? Uh, I think you went down by 148. So, and that's the other thing. This season, the number of times the Dragons have scored 250 plus, even in a losing game, that's not anything we've seen before from the Dragons. Not at all. I think it's a, it's a collective effort. I think guys have shown, you know, um, a, a few of them in the past have scored 30s, 40s, 50s. It's just a matter of, you know, getting the whole team to, to perform on the, on, on the day together rather than having just one or two guys scoring the bottom like, of the runs. Like you say, there's a lot of people, players that have come in from even just Saturday um, Cup stuff. So I guess more games they get under the belt, the team's only going to get better. Absolutely. So where we're going to look forward now. We've done the past, we've done the present. What's the future hold for Jason Loy, captain <coughs> of the CHK Dragons? Just hoping to to build on the good good work and the the, the start to our season. I think we've we've started very well. As you as you've said, we've scored over two hundred and four of the games. And you know we're going to take it a, a, a game of, a game as it is, and then hopefully get a few more wins on our belt. And for you personally, how many seasons are you looking forward? at the Dragons or are you just doing a season by the by, by year who knows but at the moment my, my plan is to you know keep representing the Dragons score as much runs as I as I, as I can and um, you know hopefully get a few more guys coming through that can um, you know take take over eventually do you have that's another question I want to ask for the Dragons is there a a solid line of Chinese players coming through the junior system or is it still thin it's 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 getting better. I mean, especially we've got several um, sort of developmental teams in the, in the pathway system with um, the pioneers at KCC and then Chilin and Chuanwu at HKCC. Um, we've got a couple of teenagers in our in our team at the moment who are give, giving game time to who have performed very well so far this season, and we're hoping they can become regulars. So you've got this stream. How how does how do the kids and especially if there are any kids out there listening who are Chinese and don't even know how to get into cricket, how, how do they reach the, the Dragons' echelon? I think you just got to keep playing the game, get in touch with your clubs, keep performing, and you will, you will get noticed. So for a, for a kid, and I, I, look, my kid actually started off playing cricket for the Dragons, the, the, the really developmental small kids over at India Club, over there, India Recreation Club. And there was a whole heap of kids and, and all the, the players from Hong Kong, especially the women's team, uh, MLI, who's upstairs training right now here. I should say we're at Craig and Gower Cricket Club. Uh, it's very nice here. Uh, give them a plug, letting us uh, do the podcast. And you could see that that was the system. Was, and then I, I didn't realise because when I first came to Hong Kong, I didn't know how the system worked. I saw an advert and it said, come down, try cricket for five-year-olds. And I'm like, okay. And so my son did that for like two or three years. And he was training at PKVR. And they had all the national coaches training the, the juniors 
And at one point I asked one of them, and I said, when does he get to play a game? And they went, uh, he's not Chinese. Uh, you need to go find a club. <laughs> so I found out after three seasons. So then he went to HKCC. Now he's at KCC, annoying them. Uh, but it is, because I've actually seen it firsthand, it's a brilliant little pathway for these kids. Uh, so who do they, do they contact Cricket Hong Kong for that? Or They, they do. Um, the Junior Dragons at the moment is under, under Cricket Hong Kong and um, their, their coaches are doing an excellent job from what, what I've seen. The, I think they're going from under-13s all the way up to under-17s and seems like they're performing very, very well. It's boys and girls and some of the teams as well. So, um, yeah, I would say get in touch with Cricket Hong Kong. Well, there you have it. My story, the disruptor-in-chief himself, captain of the Cricket Hong Kong Dragons, Jason Loy. Thank you so much for joining us on the 8 for 52 podcast. Thank you, Bushy. There's the plane taking off, meaning it's time for Sky Plaza Road. Though perhaps we should rename it Ring Road Kathmandu, as the Hong Kong-China men's team have been bundled out of the World Cup qualifiers in the group stage uh, and are on their way back to Hong Kong. Sad news, but I'll do a quick recap of each game. Game one versus Kuwait. Martin, he was on fire. Nazaka, lucky not to be out first ball he faced, but that's cricket and an opening partnership of 101. Bubba did not look his usual big bashing self, but still ground out a 31. Bowling was pretty good all round. Asan with his usual brilliance. Best four-over spell I've seen Azaz Khan bowl. Remember how good your slower balls are, Azaz, going forward, because they were unplayable. Two brain farts in the field almost cost Hong Kong the game. Firstly, Nazrullah not getting rid of Aslam, and second, Azaz not getting rid of Aslam or Bilal. Both run out chances that should have been taken, but a win is a win, and Hong Kong stood atop the table after the first day of matches. Game two, disaster for Hong Kong. Put Bahrain into bat, and they only scored 146, 20 of them in wides. Then Hong Kong fell apart with the bat. Top order failed. Middle order failed to go on with it. Bowled out for 126. So 20 less than Bahrain. Does that number sound familiar? Yeah, 20 wides. Game three, the bowlers apart from Yasim never fired. Eshan went for 22 in one over, including three straight sixes. Never see that happen. That's a bad omen. UAE put 176 on the board and the total was too much for Hong Kong to chase, finishing on 154 after 20 overs. So after the group stages, UAE way out on top with three wins, but that left Bahrain, Hong Kong and Q8 with one win apiece. So it goes through, the top two go through, so we have to decide on net run rate. And boy, was it close. But in the end, Bahrain snuck through with a net run rate of 0.035 points better than Hong Kong. That's right, Hong Kong missed out on the semi-finals by 0.035 points. How close is that? Botters crunched the numbers for me, and if Hong Kong had scored 157 against UAE instead of 154, they would have made the semis. Three runs. That was the difference. Just three. And that's why you take every run, even if you can't win a game. I'm looking at you, Haruna Shard. Sad for the lads, but just need to be better in two years' time. That's it for Sky Plaza Road this week. And now it's time for Bushy's Birthday Bonanza. Yes, time for birthdays and three birthdays this week. Big birthdays they are too. First up, Antrim and Rath. 
over there in Nepal for the Hong Kong men's team and also Hong Kong Cricket Club Premier Player. He's having a birthday on Sunday, turning 26. Siegfried Wei, who was in my story mentioned earlier, uh, used to play for the CHK Dragons, now moved across to Hong Kong Cricket Club. He's having a birthday on the 8th and turning 30. And Rajab Hussain from Little Saiwan Premier, he is having a birthday on the 10th. He's turning 21 this year. Happy birthday, Aunt Siegfried and Rajab. And if you're having a birthday coming up in the next few weeks, you can send us an email at podcast852 at icloud.com and we'll add you to the list. That's the birthdays for this week. Hi, I'm Wakas Barkat and you're listening to the 8 for 52 podcast with Borders and Bushy. Well, that's it for episode 10 of the 8 for 52 podcast. Bushy going solo this week. Butters will be back next week for episode 11. He promises me. It was a good episode. Great outs and ins, ins and outs. Well, very, very good. My story with the CHK Dragons captain, Jason Loy. And right there at the end, some happy birthdays to Ansh, Siegfried and Rajab. That wraps up the show. Thanks for listening in. And join us next week on Spotify or Apple Podcasts wherever you're listening to on the 8 for 52 podcast. That's it for now. Hello. Good morning. The 8 for 52 theme song is the coin toss from the band The Duckworth Lewis Method. Find them on Apple iTunes and YouTube and download that song and all their other cricket-related music. The 8 for 52 podcast is edited, produced and published by Matt Botfield and Aaron Bush. For Trip Ahead Limited, copyright 2023.